Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every episode we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what do we get into today? Today we play the arcade game Bubble Bobble. Bubble Bobble is the story of Bub and Bob, two bubble-breathing dragons on a quest to save their human girlfriends from the wizard Grumple Gromit, who either kidnapped them or emancipated them from an uncomfortable interspecies relationship, depending on who you ask. Uh, okay, 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 I have questions. Okay. You, this this protagonist. Yeah, well, he's got multiple names. He's either okay. super drunk. Okay. Or Grumple Gromit. Grumple Gromit. See, that's that jumping right into the fun facts a little early, Jordan. Before yeah. We, uh, one of the things, according to Wikipedia, in the game's plot, Baron Von Blubba has kidnapped what? the brothers Bubby and Bobby's girlfriends, turned the brothers into bubble dragons, Bub and Bob. Bub and Bob have to finish 100 levels in the cave of monsters in order to rescue them. You don't get any of that in the game itself. Though. No, you got to go to Wikipedia for that. Yeah, which, you know, if you were a kid in 1986 playing this game in the arcade, you were probably going to Wikipedia first to check out the story. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably. But if you didn't have Wikipedia or an owner's manual because this is an arcade game, you probably just assumed, I'm a dragon, my friend's I'm a, dragon. a dragon. He's a dragon. My girlfriends aren't dragons. We're not all dragons yeah and we're trying to <laughs> rescue two girls from a now, green thing now this sounds eerily similar to another franchise which plays eerily similar <laughs> yes yeah, it's the exact same story as uh what's that game i can't remember what it's called uh nick and tom snow, ice, snow brothers ice nick boys <laughs> Talking about Nick the Snow Kid, one of my favorite video games. Way early on in this podcast, we played a game called Snow Brothers. It's Bubble Bobble. They just ripped off Bubble Bobble. And there's two boys, and they get turned into snowmen, and they're trying to save their girlfriends (laughs) from a bad guy. And uh, the gameplay is the exact same. The only difference is, instead of going down each time you complete Uh, a level, you go up. (laughs) So main difference there, it's not a great game. It's worth a gazillion dollars. One and gazillion. Dan refuses to sell it. It's so. not worth one gazillion. It is. Uh, it's a little different. It's a little different, but it's you know, it's a it's a snow clone of. It's by Toa Plan, not t- Taito. Toa Plan, a, a developer yeah. that everybody's heard of before. Yeah, well, they've they made they 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 made Snow Brothers. They made uh, Snow Brothers two. Okay. With new elves, yeah, and I believe they made uh, a little a little brick breaker called Gox G H O X. So they were just <laughs> their whole thing was just ripping off other arcade games. Uh, Snow Brothers <laughs> is currently going for two hundred and seventy seven dollars. Is that it? That's a lot of money. Is that it? Anyways, all right, Jordan, let's get into these fun facts. Let's get into these fun. Is facts. yours complete? Is mine complete? No. Oh okay. no, no. I was gonna say that's na- a, that's na- like a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. All right. Fun facts. Hit me with them. Fun facts. Developed by Taito, as we said. Taito. Taito. Ta- I don't know. Tight. T a i t o. Why? Don't ask me for pronunciation. You're constantly telling me that I'm pronouncing <laughs> these video game things wrong. Yeah. Arcade version came out in June of 1986 in Japan, and worldwide it came out October of 1986. Yeah. And then the NES version came out in North America in November of 1988. And in Europe, it came out in October of 1990. Europe got everything later. Yeah. Is that like, I I don't know if a single game 
<laughs> well, you just think about like purely by logistics, you know, you could go on a boat sailing west from Japan, you're going to get to the United States, and then you got to walk all the way across the country and get on another boat <laughs> for and two sail years. west over to Europe. Take, and those are heavy cabinets, so it's going to take a while. <laughs> well, that was the NES version, so that's... Oh, okay, so it's a little bit lighter. And but we weren't maybe, even just you know. talking about arcade games. I was just talking about all games in general in this podcast history. It's, every, everything is at least a two-year delay. It's a long walk Europe. or swim. They might not have even had a boat. They may have had to swim them over. They got to just have higher standards. They got to make sure that Bub and Bob aren't as like, This is 1986. Robo-decker. It's not like today where we have, you know. 1990. Teleportation. Teleportation. <laughs> the blo- we have blockchain. We have blockchain today. <laughs> it's 2023. Who knows yeah. what we have? It is 2023. Happy New Year, everybody! Yeah, Happy New Year. Merry, ha- <laughs> Merry, Happy New Year. Merry, Happy New Year. Uh, anyways, Jordan, rolling on with the fun facts. Uh, this is one of those games that got ports on virtually anything that could run it. Yeah, I think there are more ports of Bubble Bobble than there are of Doom. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> not true. Do you want to take a stab at how many official ports? Bubble Bobble has? Uh, 32. It has over 30 ports. Wow. Official ports. Is that the number? Over 30? Or are you... <laughs> That's what Wikipedia said. Oh, okay. Over 30. And I think I saw something else somewhere that said 36 versions of Bubble Bobble. Wow, man. I put it right there. there in the basket between so, 30 and 36. I don't know if there are 36 official ports of Doom. Yeah, surely there are. Surely there are. Name them. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, I'm going to butcher this name, so I'm sorry. Uh, Bubble Bobble was designed by by Fukio MTJ Mitsuji. Yep. When he joined Taito in 1986, he felt that Taito's game output was of mediocre quality. In response, he decided to make a game that was fun to play and could rejuvenate the company's presence in the industry. Uh, That quote comes from Wikipedia. Um, There are uh, 22 official ports of doom well oh so yes i there's more bubble bobble than doom but the thing with the doom is that there's so many unofficial ports right like the graphing calculator the pregnancy test the potatoes you know that's not halloween candy yeah not an official (laughs) doom port uh i think i thought this was funny when i read it uh he decided to make a game that was fun to play yeah because like my company makes mediocre games yeah let's make some games that are good and try to get relevant in the industry like what a concept as a company i saw another uh reason why he made this game specifically yeah did you see him talking about girlfriends in the arcade yeah i did but i thought it was because he wanted to name a character baron von blubba oh well i mean that's that's potential I thought this was interesting, though. He said, back then, women were rarely seen in Japanese arcades. So Mitsuji later said in a video interview from Taito Legends game compilation, so I thought bringing more couples would help solve this issue. That's why I designed cute characters and included cooperative play in Bubble Bobble. He's like, I'm going to get cute characters, make it a co-op game, and then girls will want to play with their boyfriends. Yeah, and I also saw that he was like, as he was just trying to come up with ideas for this game, he was thinking about what girls like to draw and bubbles. So that's why he came up with bubbles. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do girls like to draw? Bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> I mean, he he's not wrong. You think about like those. What? Who was the, was it Lisa Frank? Who made the crazy. Yeah, Lisa bind, Frank. Yeah, Lisa Frank. The binders from when we were kids. And yeah. there was always like unicorns and bubbles and stuff. Uh, okay. Girls, All right. girls like to draw bubbles. My okay. wife okay. draws a lot. Okay. She does not draw bubbles. She draws no plants and flowers and stuff a lot. <laughs> We need we need flower bobble. F- flower bobble puzzle. No, never mind. 
puzzle uh, flower. Jordan, I thought this was interesting. Last fun fact. In 1996, Taito <laughs> announced that the source code for Bubble Bobble had been lost. Oh, no. <laughs> leading to all <laughs> subsequent home conversions to be reverse engineered from an original arcade board. <laughs> wow. You think, like, you know, this thing has been a money maker for you for 10 years. You yeah. might want to protect keep a the copy source code. Of that yeah. somewhere. Make a couple backup floppies. You think. This is this is what's wild. It um, happens so often though. You hear about this all the time. I know. It's weird. Like I, I think that, you know, not to get too into game preservation here, but I think this is part of why people get so passionate about game preservation is cuz it's like, well, we can we can reverse engineer and like how good is that going to be? I mean, that's kind of what Digital Eclipse does with some of their ports. So it can be good, but it's interesting. It's interesting that source code gets lost for some of these retro games. I mean, there's no cloud backup or anything. You have to like physically, physically yeah. make a copy on a floppy disk, and they were actually floppy back then, so they could <laughs> get broken, or you might actually get too close to a magnet, and now it doesn't work anymore. You would, th- but you would think they would just like put stuff like that. That's like that important to a company, like in a vault or something. You think like, that every the, the, okay, this company is making like. You know, it's not like a billion dollar industry at that point. They don't have a vault. No chance Taito has a a safe or a vault. A safe, right. Yes, because I don't know, man. 30 30 ports of Bubble Bobble don't warrant a... (laughs) Space Invaders went in in the safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bubble Bobble, it was just someone carrying that around. I haven't looked into Space Invaders. I'm not that big of a fan of that era of arcade games but i would be curious if they also lost that yeah i don't know we should look into this this is this is interesting jordan that's all my fun facts those are so fun those were they yeah i'm enthused (laughs) 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 is this your favorite video game of all time uh no i do enjoy this one i've played a lot of bubble bubble arcade yeah and uh have you played it with four friends no, I haven't. And that's the thing. <laughs> it's a very different game as an individual versus playing it co-op. And finding out that it was made to be co-op makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. They really punished you for playing this one single player, but they I, do. Think, I think we'll get into that. We will. We'll get into that. Uh, do you have anything before we move into what the game does, Waldron? I think that's going to do it. All right. All right, Dan. For me, I think the most memorable part of this game like just like being like a kid walking around the arcade seeing this game like i always think about the little cute dragons and the fact yeah. that they do stand out in the arcade where like yeah. everything is like gritty and like muscle guys and dudes with guns and aliens and then here's some cute little dragons and yeah. like the the bubble letters and like the the upbeat music it definitely stood out so much so that like and i know that there was a sequel you have the bust a move with like an or whatever they call it puzzle, puzzle bobble, bobble. Yeah, yeah but we it was called bust move here for some reason like those were just like ubiquitous to me like that was arcade and yeah. i don't know like the fact that those are so iconic and different from everything else that was in the arcade i think is uh you know it's unique they they succeeded in making something different that stood out yeah i think i read that he was designing the characters one of the ideas was to have like a spike helmet or something, and then he decided on dinosaurs with spikes on their back because dinosaurs are cooler. Yeah, well, yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. If you get, you have to pick between being a guy with a spiky helmet or being a dragon slash dinosaur that shoots bubbles. A out bubble of its blowing mouth. dragon. Yeah, as as classic dragon lore. 
yeah, would, would yeah, indicate. Yeah. You may have you may think like you know oh sometimes dragons breathe fire, but really, really if you think of like classic <laughs> dragon from like every medieval legend, <laughs> you know uh, wizard stories, it's usually the bubble dragons that people gravitate towards. Yeah, yeah. Although I do agree, I think the 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 the, the characters, the little dinosaurs, I like them. Yeah, like they're adorable, they and are. they're even cuter in uh, Bust a Move Puzzle Bobble because like they're down there and they're doing the little crank thing and they're bigger sprites and they're fun. They're I've never fun. gotten into Puzzle Bobble. What? It's just been, it's been one of those things where I think I've played it a handful of times and I've never really been like, oh, I oh, understand man. everything. But I love those kind of games. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. do. Those are fun. I'm sure you do. Uh, Jordan, first thing on my list, the variety of items. I just appreciate, like, it kind of goes along with cute dragons, like, just all the food. Yeah. All, like, there's so many items in this game. There are. Most of them just give you points. Yeah. But there are a few power-ups. It would have been cool if there was more power-ups and less just random food things that gave you points. But it is cool when all of a sudden, look, there's a gigantic cob of corn. Yeah. I'm going to go get that. Or, or, or a slice of watermelon. Yeah, and if you get uh, like a combo, so what you're doing, if you've never seen this game, you're a dragon, you're shooting bubbles out of your mouth, you want to catch the bad guys in these bubbles, and then they float up to the top of the screen, and you can just jump and pop the bubble, kill the bad guy, that's yeah. fine, but if you can get all of the bad guys together in a big blob and then pop the bubbles yeah. all at once, the more of them that are touching each other when you pop them, the more like bonus points you get. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so if you just pop one, you might get a little slice of cake or, or an apple or something. You pop <laughs> a whole bunch of them, an orange. A, cor- uh, a corn dog. Corn, yeah, corn dog, best one. <laughs> Only saw that one time. It was kind of a tragedy. I didn't get it. It disappeared right before I could get there. But if you pop <laughs> all the bubbles with all the dudes in there, all of a sudden a gigantic piece of cake or a gigantic orange might fall to the sky. And it's like, I need that because it's going to be worth 10,000 points or something. Yeah, and that's another one of my points, Jordan. The mechanics of shooting bubbles and trying to pop enemies together is fun because like, you'll bubble an enemy and they'll kind of float to somewhere in particular on the screen, which I think is programmed based on which screen you're on. Yeah, how far they'll float and where they'll float. So you're trying to cluster enemies together and pop them all at once to maximize score. And then you got to get like, if you do a good job or something, there will be like letters. You're trying to spell extend. Extend. One letter at a time to extend your game with an extra life. (laughs) (laughs) Not like extra life or one up or free play or whatever. Extend. Extend. Extend the game because you get to watch a five minute screen where you're bouncing from the letters of extend and yeah. then you skip the level so you, you just co- you collect all the letters of extend you get some points it instantly ends the level that you're on yep. and it skips you ahead a couple levels one is it just it, one I think it's just one in that case and it gives you an extra life so yeah I mean, that, yeah that's nice. a much needed extra life in in bubble bubble well super much needed in single player not so much in, in co-op because you Unless get, you're on you level 83. Continues and stuff. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> we got all the way. To, I, we started playing, and I've only played this single player. And so I was like, Dan, don't get your hopes up for getting to level 100 because it's not going to happen. Because I've only ever played the single player. In single player, you run out of lives and you're dead. We'll talk about that. Yeah, but in co-op, you get to continue. Yeah. And so we got all the way to level 83 and... Then all of a sudden the game ended. We don't know what happened if we just died too many times or if we ran out of continues or what happened. We both died at the same time. Yeah. Something happened. The game ended and we had to to finish the last yeah. 17 levels on NES because that one has a level select password yeah. system. We were playing the arcade archives version on PS4, which I don't know what other platforms that, that particular port is on. But yeah, I don't know what happened. 
because like it was working fine for like an hour, just letting us continue no matter what. And then all of a sudden it was like, ha, what if we don't anymore after an hour and you're on 83 yeah. out of a hundred? That felt bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about co-op. Co-op? That's on my list. Yeah. Well, so if we were talking about it, <laughs> co-op, it's a good co-op experience. Yeah. I yeah. like the fact that in co-op you can either work together in true yeah. co-op fashion or you can compete against each other and try to get the most points. It's both, really. Yeah, it, well, it is both. So you have that. I mean, if you're like a person who likes to play together, you can prioritize that and just ignore the score. If you're somebody who needs to win, you yeah. need to be competitive. You're still working together, but there is that score aspect where you want to try to stay alive. You want to try to maximize your score so you can brag and poke at the other person. Yeah, and like I got 30,000 this time before I had to continue. Oh, you only got 68,000 this time before you had to continue. Yeah. I broke 200,000 once. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was so close to hitting 300,000 and then I died. How much? How many How many real dollars did we dump into this to get to level 83? Would you say? Yeah, no, so that's the thing. I've never played this in like an actual arcade machine where you had to put in money. I've only played yeah. where you can get the you know digital credits. You're not having to pay, so yeah. that's so, nice. But I'm saying today. Today, a lot. We put a lot of money into this. Probably like $30, $40. Yeah. To get to which, 83, which, which is Which would be just a truly bananas. ridiculous way to spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> that was real currency. Trying to beat Bubble Bobble. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we, we spent a lot of time and money on this one. I'm glad it's not real world, real world money. Because I, no. I, I would... How... Dude, I would probably get to level nine in Bubble Bobble before I stopped putting real money into this. Yeah, I and mean, people complain today about like DLC and microtransactions, but like arcades were the original. My, my, just think about the fact. <laughs> oh, you want to play some more? Put a quarter in. Put a quarter in. What if your game? What if you were playing like whatever the new? What's the new game that people are playing these days? Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. Imagine every time you die in Fortnite, or every time you want to reload your gun in Fortnite, put a qu- <laughs> put a quarter in. <laughs> oh, this is Double Dragon Three. You want better weapons? That Jeez. actually is an arcade game, though. Just to pay more money to get better weapons. Yeah, that was a Double Dragon Three. We've talked about this. I forgot, man. We've covered over hundred. <laughs> we haven't. Games. We haven't covered that game yet. But that was like a real arcade, like microtransaction. I do. Yeah, I, I vaguely better. remember you talking about. That's yeah. hilarious. It's like, hey, just pay to win. <laughs> they were way ahead of their Pay time. Pay to lose, yeah, yeah. Jordan, uh, I like the puzzle elements in this game. It's not, yeah, it's, it's it, okay. I like the idea of the puzzle elements. There you go. I there like, you go. I like that you have these. A lot of arcade games, like let's say Mario Bros, for example, where you're flipping turtles upside down, you're kicking them to kill them and stuff. You know, yeah. like classic Mario Bros. Uh, that's like uh, a pretty standard. Like, oh, this is what you do to get through the levels. Yeah, this game is very confusing sometimes. You're like, how do I beat it? Because the bubbles don't always behave the same. No. No matter what screen you're on. Like sometimes they'll float off to the left or they'll float in the middle. Or, the or enemy, they won't float at all. Or they won't float at all. And the enemy placement will be kind of wonky. Or like there's holes in the bottom of the screen and the top of the screen that you can fall through. And a lot of the screens in this game actually require you to figure out some kind of way to beat it that's not obvious at first. And I like that idea. I like sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's not, but it's generally not, speaking, I yeah. think it's a creative way of making a single screen experience like this. It's not just go run around, kill all 10 enemies on the screen and go to the next one. There's a, a, 
element of problem solving to it. We're like, yeah. how do I how do I get out of this hole they put me in, or how do I get up to that area where the bad guys are? Which sometimes is really frustrating, especially because you're on a clock, and if you don't kill the bad guys fast enough, it goes hurry, and everybody starts moving fastly, yeah. and then if you take too long, then a little uh, ghost skeleton. It's a it's a it's skeleton like a ghost whale and a ghost a whale a whale. A ghost whale? Yeah. Okay. A, maybe. A, a anyway, which again is just something that uh, Snow Brothers just completely ripped off with a, they had like a little pumpkin. How dare that you? Comes out and attacks you How if you take you? too long. You will not besmirch the finding. <laughs> it's just uh, like what do they call that today? Where somebody just goes and takes something and they just they clone it. It's a clone. Oh, yeah. They just cloned it. Yeah. Well, that's arcade games, though. I mean, the whole industry forever has just made money off of anything that worked and cloning it so yeah let's be honest let's be honest okay. uh are you are you out of, are you at points you want to hear some more um let's see i i I'm, my last point was similar to what you just said where it is this challenging arcade game with these this puzzle elements but the gameplay itself is very simple so you have like yeah. the the element of where it's difficult both from a puzzle standpoint and from just like a gameplay standpoint because the enemies are constantly changing and their behavior changes and you have to figure out what they're doing and you got to, there's that like element where you're trying to move quickly and, and jump around guys. And so it's, it's difficult in that aspect, but the actual gameplay is that classic eighties where you really just have your movement, your jump button and your bubble blowing. And so it's, it's, it's simple, but there is like a depth there, and I like that balance. There's something about these old games, and I think that's why yeah. we love retro games, is because they have that where you're not like you don't got 500 different systems that you have to memorize, which is the exact opposite of the game we were supposed to be talking about for this episode. <laughs> we are we actually had to pull this one forward because we need a little bit more time to work on Final Fantasy Tactics, and that is a game just you know where you got a game a JRPG is the exact opposite of a classic arcade game where you have these simple elements and you have to use them to complete challenging puzzles yeah so. you can also jump on bubbles we should say that yeah too. bubble yeah, jumping which bounce, the game doesn't bounce on bubbles tell you about but bubble jumping is critical to yep. beating pretty much every level after mm-hmm. like number 30 or something yeah it's it's interesting so you can like push bubbles with your face in this game but if they touch your back they'll pop so that's another element of like how you have to to sort of strategize with this game there's a little bit more there than would be obvious at first first glance yeah it definitely rewards so. you for spending some time in it yeah yeah i got a, a two i got two more points jordan okay so we we the game is like game over level 83 congrats do you want to play again i was like no sure don't <laughs> sure don't wish i would have beat this in the arcade it might be one of my 2023 goals probably not to beat the single player version of bubble bubble um why would i do that i don't know it just sounds interesting <laughs> <laughs> NES version has a password system, Jordan. It does. And which, I like and that. just a straight up continue. When you die, it's like, want to continue? Yeah. yeah, I do want to continue. Yeah, yeah. So I like the password system. So we were like, okay, we failed at 83. So we went over to the NES version. Yes. And played 83 through 100 over there. Yes. For the same amount of time that we played the first 83 level, <laughs> yeah, the arcade we, version. We spent a lot of time on the yeah. final boss. That final boss was tricky. It wasn't even just the final boss. The last 17 levels of this game are just a lot. There's, it is. There's a lot. Yeah, we'll there's get a there. Lot. It's good. It's, it's, it's a lot harder, but I'm, I appreciate that the NES port of this just lets you not have it all in one go. Like, 
oh, maybe you only, you're only in the mood for 30 levels of bubble bobble. Maybe you come back tomorrow with a password. Yeah. And do another 15. And then maybe the next day you do another five and then another five till you can tolerate the entire game. It is nice. By passwords. <laughs> uh, during the last one, secrets. Secrets. There's a lot. So there, there is a lot that this game doesn't tell you beyond oh, yeah. just bubble jumping. And like, I think the, it, it might tell you that you have to hit the bubbles with your back to pop them, but I, I don't know. I don't think it, might it tells tell you, you anything, it, man. I think it just like throws like, you in and hope for the best. What's that? What's, what's it called when arcade modes are like flashing their screens or whatever? Oh, it's, attract mode. Attract mode. Yes. It might tell you there, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, there's a lot here. Like sometimes you'll go into a level and the screen will flash and we're like, what does this mean? So we pause the game and it's like, oh, that means a, a special item is going to pop up. Yeah. It gives you a little chime and it's like, okay, there's going to be a special item. If you wait long enough, it'll kill everything on the screen. Yeah. Like in, I read um, that if you beat the first 20, 30 or 40 levels without dying, it gives you like a hint towards like the real ending or like there's, there's a lot of like non-obvious stuff. And like ways to skip levels and and power ups and ways to maximize your score. There's a lot to Bubble Bobble that it just doesn't. You would never know unless you really like studied Bubble Bobble. I think. And I <laughs> think just that that's played it. Just played it a bunch. No, no, no. Yeah, how would you ever figure out that the screen flashing is well, like this is what it means? Is like, like an I, item's gonna pop up? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you you put it together. I think. I, the I fact oh, that, okay. I spent a bunch of time playing this game and got pretty good at it and like figured out all the like multiplier stuff and changed it together and unlocking some of that secret stuff. And I think, I don't know. I don't think I Googled much of it. Oh my word. I think you kind of just eventually figured it out. I didn't Google much of it. I found a single page that told me everything in a paragraph. All right. So you spent four four hours Googling it. You had to write a (laughs) dissertation. (laughs) Anyways, I like the secrets in this game. I like that that there is more there then uh, would meet the eye. And I appreciate that. And that wraps up my TED Talk about what's great about Bubble Bobble. All right, let's move on to what the game doesn't do so well. All right. All right, Dan, I think for me, the number one thing that kind of bugs me about this game is I want there to be more responsive controls. Yeah. Like the fact that, that so much of this relies on like tight jumping and quick movement and getting out of the way of bad guys. And like the <laughs> controls are a little bit loosey goosey to be able to control your dude in the way that you want to. So you don't like being able to move forward like four pixels when you jump in the air. Like you would prefer a little bit more momentum or movement in the air yeah, or a little more precision control. I'd be interested to see if the more modern versions of this have fixed that because I love the actual like, core gameplay loop yeah but the controls itself are the weak point here that kind of let you down yeah so especially like even when we went to the nes version it has different physics and i feel like the nes version might have controlled a little bit better maybe maybe it's i don't think it's like that different no and there's some major downsides to the nes version so i'm not like saying like that's the way to play but i wonder if some of the ports or the more modern versions tightened up the controls a little bit i think they did um but yeah i think I think the arcade game plays the movements a little bit faster than the NES, but maybe the NES is a a bit more responsive, but yeah, this is one of those things where you're like, you can't just, you just, you fall super slow. Yes. Again, like a dragon would fall like real gravity. 
Um, you don't have wings though, so it's not like you're <laughs> slowing your descent. You just are. Yeah, but you can. Well, you're full of bubbles. You you're can full of bubbles, and <laughs> that's, that's keeping that's you true. from falling fast. That's true. But you can like run left and right way faster than you can fall down. Yeah, which and this, is not. I don't think how science works. I think gravity is a little more powerful than sprint speed. Uh, what is the what's the, you you've studied physics uh i <laughs> i took a physics class high, i took a physics class in high school and college and i took astronomy for my physics class yeah and we just looked at the stars and stuff that's awesome yeah i like that it i was, like that yeah. so ask me anything about physics that involves outer space outer space yeah um Dragon, there are dragons in outer space, I'm convinced. Okay. Yeah, space dragons. Yeah, yeah. They don't usually do bubbles because that doesn't work in a vacuum, but... They've studied space dragons. They, you can find stuff at Area 51. Yeah. That's part of... As as the... as the um, No, like there's literally a spaceship called the SpaceX Dragon. Like that's the <laughs> rocket that they used to fly. As alien information is becoming more and more declassified. Not a... And accepted. Not Space a dragons. living dragon, but like a crate dragon, a big <laughs> rocket that's called a dragon made by SpaceX. That's what I mean. Maybe. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> dragons, dragons, gravity, the physics gravity. is weird. The physics yeah. are weird. The controls are weird. Yeah. You can jump forward four or five pixels. It's not great. Not great. No. Especially maybe a little more. Maybe a little. if you got some momentum, but if you just jump straight up and try to move, you're going like four pixels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird. It doesn't feel right. And you know where you're going four pixels? On some really weird collision that you cannot. Yes. <laughs> is, and that, the, is that a platform? Maybe. Maybe not. Can uh, I jump on there? Well, you As long as your full body lands on it. But like if you miss that jump with <laughs> your, the full width of your spray, you're not getting on that platform. And the reason this matters ties into my second <laughs> point about what the game doesn't do so well is that the level design gets so wonky so yeah. quickly yeah and it's like you need to have fine control because this is like some very precise platforming that you're doing and you're doing it while trying to stay away from like 15 different enemies oh, and they're all acting differently and so you need to have fine tight controls but the levels are so wonky and you don't have like it, it just gets real weird real fast and it's uh, like it's not great it's the, a bad combination it's like your your sort of hit detection for how wide your character is and things that will kill you is like four times as wide as your like platformer detection uh, the platformer detection is like three pixels wide in the middle of your character and if that doesn't it's like it's real weird and then the way this, they are pretty wide and short like they got yeah. a weird center of gravity down. yeah you need to be a little bit more generous to them i can't like, be they generous can't control because like, their anatomical features okay. bub and bob bub and bob it's not there for you would have been on Grimple Grumple's side, wouldn't you? You've been stealing away their girlfriends. These are some weird dragons. They don't Aaron deserve Bomb to have. Bubba, bro. They don't um, deserve to have. Girlfriends. Anyways, the reason this really matters is because of the way that they stick enemy placement in like certain narrow corridors and stuff like that, and like because you're on a timer, and like it's just some of the it it just makes the game frustrating, and like to an unnecessary um, extent, I think. Some of the some of the screens are just like like who designed this? This is awful. Like the like eighty three where we died. They're like, let's put a space invader guy in the middle of the map, and you have to like jump from the bottom where he's like shooting constantly. Oh, and we th- should say though, the space so there are actual space invader enemies yeah. in this game, yeah. and they're kind of annoying because they shoot down through platforms and can kill you, but. Yeah. 
one of the coolest things about this game is I love the animation when you get killed by a space invader <laughs> your dragon like turns into magma and like melts away and it it's looks, like a Looney Tunes like yeah, it you looks, turn into ash and then you disintegrate it's awesome <laughs> I loved it but not just like normal ash it's like or you like go orange and then black. Yeah. it's so good <laughs> okay. I like that was you don't get unique death animations for anything else in this game except for that and I loved it is his favorite cutscene. Is when his little not a cute, cute little dragon just turned a little into death animation a pile of dust. Uh, Jordan, music in this one's repetitive. You get one song for an hour. It is, but I didn't really notice it in the arcade version as much. That was fine. No. It didn't bug me. The NES version. The NES version's real rough. It's pretty rough. <laughs> and Dan, he's been complaining about this forever. Whenever we like try to compare Snow yeah. Bros to Bubble Bobble, he's always like, the Bubble Bobble theme song is so annoying. That's but we got to the boss, level 100, and you get a different song. Uh, to listen to song. for another hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it picks up the pace. It gets kind of intense. I liked it. As you try to shoot 60 lightning bolts, and you better pop the the the, bu- the boss bubble. Oh, my you, gosh. You hit it 60 times. You guys, we fought this boss <laughs> so many times. And this is where the, the, <laughs> the co-op kind of hurts you against the boss because you have to hit him with these lightning bolt bubbles. And when a lightning bolt bubble hits your partner... It freezes them, and so you basically have to play a single player. So we played it about a thousand times. Dan finally manages to kill this thing, and it's in a bubble. And we're like, is this a cutscene? What's going on? Dan's just standing there, and he stands there long enough that the thing escapes from its bubble. And now, okay, first of all, I've talked about this before. How much HP should a boss have? Three. You should have to hit a boss three times, and then it dies, or at the very least, it you know goes to its next phase, and you have to hit that three times, and then it's dead. Six maximum hits, okay? So you have to hit this thing 60 times. 60 times. 60 times. That's so many times. Thankfully, yeah. it has a, a health counter, so you know when you're getting close. So Dan kills this thing 60 times. He hits it with lightning bolts. It goes into a bubble. He's just standing there. It escapes, and now it's moving <laughs> twice as fast it's, it's angry, flashing yep. red it's moving super fast it's shooting out these projectiles that are almost impossible to avoid and it has 60 more health so you have to hit it 120 <laughs> he died of course because there's no way you're beating that thing the next time manage not the next time many many many, many tries later. later he kills the thing it's in the bubble you pop it one time and it's done it's game bad. over you don't have to hit it 120 times bad only end. 60 game over bad end bad yeah you got the bad end because <laughs> And this is going to spoil our trivia, but it's worth it. Uh, you have to complete the game with a friend if you want to see Bubble Wobble's good ending. And then to get the true ending, you have to complete the game again on the even trickier super mode. Yeah, but why we started it in co-op, does, do both players have to be alive yeah. to get the not bad end? Yes. Oh, my word. Yeah, you got to be alive, which seems almost impossible unless one person is only trying to dodge and not trying to shoot it all well if we weren't on opposite sides of the screen it might be a little more doable if we were both just like against the wall like shooting lightning bolts but it seems very difficult but i yeah. the boss fight was hard yeah but it was satisfying and i like the fact that at least on the nes version when you die you get to just continue right away you don't have to go in and start over it lets you just come right back in you it's not like well, it takes you to a menu and then you hit continue and yeah it doesn't let you continue from your uh, but the point that you it's not like we're just at in Castlevania or something where like oh no I lost I lost all my upgrades or whatever because you don't it's like yeah it's gonna give you the upgrades right there in the thing that you need to fight this guy 
and you're gonna just be able to get to keep trying it over and over and over until you master it. It's it's hard, but it's doable. And I feel like it was satisfying when it was yeah. finally complete. Yeah, and speaking of the continue system, continue system not what the game does well in the arcade version. It's confusing. I don't really get what was happening. Like it let us continue and continue and continue until it didn't anymore. Yeah. But like so, we still had a bunch more quarters in it. So I don't know what was happening. Doesn't matter how much money you put in the arcade version, if you're playing it by yourself. You cannot continue. No, which, which is, is horrible. It just becomes uh, how many points can I rack up in the first twenty-ish levels at yeah. that point? Yeah, it's it's I it's so dumb, so dumb. But in co-op, you can just continue as long as you continue to pump money into it. Which again, yeah, they were going up for into like, a point. Which I don't know what that point is. I think we both just died at the same time, and maybe we were we had died so many times in that level that we didn't have any more credits left, and we didn't. There's nothing on screen telling you how many credits you've put into the machine. Yeah. Um, but I, we probably put like 40 or 50 credits into this game. Yeah. So it was like, we had to have died a lot. We did. To, to wipe that out. But I, I think, I think we just ran out of credits and it was like, nope, but we might've died more in that level than we did in any other one. So maybe there's like a, oh, you died 20 times in this level. No, you're You're done. done. You're done. Yeah. You don't deserve to continue. But yeah, it's a terrible continue system. My last thing. Um, of what the game doesn't do well is that the power-ups are randomly generated, which <laughs> is frustrating because with the crazy level design and them like um, you having to like figure it out, I feel like they could have put specific power-ups in specific levels to help you out instead of just like crossing your fingers and hoping for the best because some levels you got to just like completely avoid the puzzle because a a thing came up that cleared the whole screen and it would have been cool to synergize which power-ups they gave you on certain screens to go along with the puzzle rather than making you just cross your finger and hope for the best like I get the idea of like making it random and not just static and that was probably kind of an advanced programming thing for the time to not just have static power-ups at certain parts but in this kind of game where like you are trying to solve puzzles and you're trying to go for high scores, having random power-ups kind of makes it difficult. And I was reading about like when people would play this in the arcades, like you kind of had to like burn through a certain number of lives or quarters until you got to an optimal item uh, run where it's like, okay, now I'm going to get the items I need to get off on a good run. And it's like that that doesn't feel good. So one of my points actually plays into something similar. Uh, that you're talking about, it says high score chasing feels confusing. Like we talked about the secrets and everything, but like there's a lot that Bubble Bobble doesn't tell you. And it's like, it doesn't feel like you're like, I don't know. Like, it's not like Pac-Man where there's like pellets and fruit and it kind of seems, I mean, I I don't know 100% how the scoring system works in Pac-Man. So maybe it's a bad example, but Bubble Bobble, the scoring system feels unpredictable to me. And it's like you're saying, like, why would it generates random power ups and they're on a cycle based on how many uh, credits have been put into the machine or how many times it's restarted. And it's like, that's not a great design for a game if you're chasing high scores. Yeah. Because a high if, if a game is specifically about chasing high scores, it should be a static, predictable experience um, or you should have think about like specific control over what's happening in a way. Think about Donkey Kong, like one of the all time classic high score hunts like the fact they yeah. made a movie about it yeah what's uh, your favorite your favorite one of my gaming absolute, legends i love it i love that movie. <laughs> if you have not watched the king of kong documentary about steve weeb and billy mitchell you need to go watch it it is so good 
it they could not have written it better in Hollywood the way that it plays <laughs> out. And like the fact that they play that game and they know what's going to happen every time and it's about like just like mastering it and they know you're going to get to a certain point and the game is just going to have this kill screen and you're just going to you have to get as many points as you can by that point yeah and it's not up to just like the random chance of what the game generates right. it's just how well you execute yeah and so there is something to be said about that i i do like i'm not trying to like bash randomness in video games because no 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 I, no, no, no like i love that and I, especially like from playing like lots of roguelikes and stuff like having that randomness is cool and it makes the game more replayable yeah. but in a game like this where you it's it's not that kind of game no. and you are getting that same progression through screens each time and you're trying to chase a high score just leaving what you get up to yeah. complete randomness is kind of wonky and I mean, the game shoves points in your face. It's not like, oh, points are kind of a side effect of playing this game. It's like you're getting fruit. Every screen is about getting score. Like You want to optimize the way that you kill the bad guys to get a higher score, yeah. to get more power-ups and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, you should have more. Con- if, I, and I don't know. Like, I don't know how, if there is something. You're the one who read four hours of no, how Bubble Bobble's systems work. That was so you. I wouldn't what? know, and I don't know that I would be able to, to predict it. Talking about, but I just, I just wish that when I was going for a world record in Bubble Bobble, oh, that yeah. I just knew it was happening a little bit more. Well, that's all I I'm mean, saying, Jordan. Not sure you can go for the world record on an emulated version, but I can hold the world record for that version. The PS4 port of the arcade archives. Buy an bubble official bobble. bubble bobble cabinet and then uh, chase that high score. All right. Whatever. Okay. If I. <laughs> All right. They actually have a high score mode on that port on the arcade archives things where you can actually like go, I think, till you get game over or something. They have a boss, r- a boss rush mode? Where they you have can- the same canvas boss mode? Over and over. Ca- canvas? Uh, caravan mode um, where I think you play for five minutes or something and then see. How high you can get, or something. I don't know. There's a couple. There's a couple interesting little, little modes. Anyways, Jordan, I got one more point. Let's hear it. Game felt like it wore out its welcome. Uh see, like I, we didn't play it long enough for me to get like bummed about it. Yeah, but I was it having was, a good time. I was getting that beat 'em up feeling of like this needed to be 45 minutes. Yeah, we're now going on an hour. We have a whole another hour to play this. Turns out, <laughs> um, and I was just ready for Bubble Bobble to be. 60 75 screens instead of 100 i can see that and it just like it's a fun game but man like the nes version having a password system like i would rather yeah come back to this one later for sure because it just it doesn't trying to solve some of the screens it's just not fun yeah to an extent because you're like why did you do this and now i'm trying to like jump on bubbles in a weird way and oh i finally almost figured it out and now the whale ghost is coming at me and murdering me classic um and in the NES game, there's no, like, I'm just going to continue the level. It's like you have to restart the screen after you get kicked out to a menu. And, like, I don't know. I was just done with Bubble Bobble after a while. And That's then fair. especially because the song on the NES version is just, like. It's kind of grating. It's like, it's, like, six bars long. And it's just over and 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 over. It's like a classic 1986-style NES soundtrack. It's kind of, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just like Bible Adventures. I, no, I got you. I, I totally <laughs> There's agree. just not enough there. There's not enough. There's not enough there. Jordan, I think that wraps up all of my points. I think I'm pointless now. That's true. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you finally realized. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's move on. All right. 
Dan, what would you pay for the experience that you just had with Bubble Bobble? We're talking about the arcade game? NES, uh, six bucks. Okay, NES, six bucks, sure. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to say. It's, it's <laughs> Bubble Bobble in general. Bubble Bobble in general. Yeah. You know what I would rather play than Bubble Bobble? I know you'd rather play Snow Brothers. You got some weird thing, two. man. Snow Brothers 2. No, stop. With new elves. That game is horrifying. It's horrifying in attract mode. <laughs> Guys, just Google, stop whatever you're doing, unless you're driving. And Google Snow Brothers 2 with new elves. and just look Character at, select screen. Yeah, just look at the character select screen. It's horrifying. They took pictures of somebody's actual <laughs> baby and then just like... Microsoft painted over them in the most horrific. It's like they're garbage pail kids, but like real realistic garbage pail kids. It's like something out of a <laughs> horror movie, like a 1980s horror. It really movie. is. It's terrifying. Yeah, I love it. Those I like, poor I like children. that game. I like that game. Anyways, uh, all right. What would I? What would I? I'm at an arcade, dumping real money into a bubble bobble machine. How many quarters am I dumping into that? I guess. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like. Five bucks over the course of like a couple really? days, maybe if I'm if I'm okay. coming back. <laughs> All right, I was I gonna would, say. I mean, be like, I like Bubble Bobble. The game's fun. I'm glad that I have this port on PS4 that I can like try to beat single player over the course of 2023. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, there's something fun about this game. I feel like maybe as you take away some of the friction of like solving the puzzles and you just kind of know what you're doing, maybe this game gets a little more fun. But yeah, I'm like five, five, six dollars. I think six dollars is where I'm coming in at my yeah. my bubble bobble budget here. So I enjoy this game. I've had Bubble Bobble for Friends, the modern version of this, yeah. wish listed yeah. for a long time. It's a twenty dollar, maybe thirty dollar game. It's uh, way too no, expensive. No, 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 Fifty percent off. It's twenty dollars. Okay, so it's a forty. <laughs> It's a $40 game, which is just way too much. And I've been like, if it hit like 3 to $5, I'd pull the trigger kind of thing. <laughs> because like, that's what I feel no like. No chance it's, it's ever going to, I feel like it'll hit 10 bucks. I'm not. Like that's like, time long. I'm just out. And it doesn't have great reviews either. So I'm kind of just like, yeah, 3 to 5 bucks for Bubble Bobble is kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And like, that's like a very real world experience because it has dropped to $10. It is like on some crazy super sale and I was still like, no, or maybe it was $12, whatever it was. It yeah. was still just way too much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, if I, if I, if I, if I, this is a good arcade game. It is. This is a good arcade it game. It is, but it's not one that like you need to like put a ton of money into or spend a ton of time with. Like let's say if I'm at an actual arcade, I'm not spending more than a dollar because I might put four quarters into it, play a few levels, but there's so many other games. I'm just going to spread the wealth around, you know? Jokes aside about Snow Brothers too, like the part of what's part of what makes that game actually interesting and fun for me is there there are, le- I think there's less than ten levels and you can knock out a playthrough of it in like twenty minutes or less, and there's something about being able to wrap your mind around the entire experience. Yeah, um, that's fair. Where you can like because. I arcade. There's like four people who own this game. I want to be the, the top score on it, right? So I can like I started chasing high score. No, I'm like I think second. I'm a third. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a filthy cheater on the top of the leaderboards who has a high score that's like fifty five million five hundred thousand five hundred and fifty five or something. And the the world record for this game is like 
three million, six million. It's like less than ten million points, I think. Cheater. So he's he's definitely a filthy cheater. But yeah, this game there's there's just there's there's too much. I want I want a more contained. That's fair. Experience. To there's chase something the high score to be in, but, said. But I do like it. There's something to be said about quality over quantity. Yes. Like Snow Brothers 2 with new elves. Look at those characters. You get four characters. They're not just a palette swap. They do different things. That's a high quality arcade experience. All right. We're not talking about Snow Brothers anymore. All right, Dan. What do you think a loose copy of this on NES is going for? Uh, so, back in the day. Yeah. When I... When I picked up i believe the, the copy of bubble bubble that i still own this seems like a back in the day this was like a three dollar everywhere is, kind of game. no this no. is not this was a premium experience oh which is why I, I bought it okay you would go into gamestop and they would have not kiosks they would have bin, uh the glass cases not glass cases the 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 bargain bin like we dump all the crap Oh yeah, in yeah, these yeah. Containers. Yeah. Yes. And you just have stacks of cartridges, like, like when you go to Walmart and they got all the DVDs the Blu-rays for like yeah. five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would just throw retro games in there. Yeah. What a time to be alive. But Bubble Bobble was one of the games they had behind the counter in the glass case. Oh shoot. And I was like, that must be a good one. Yeah. I didn't know what Bubble Bobble was when I was in tenth grade. Yeah. I was like, that must be special. There's yeah. a reason that game is like fifteen dollars. Oh. While all this other trash is like four to five dollars. Yeah, you, it's pay by the scoop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hurts me to like think about those days when you could just like buy the crap that nobody wants, and now it's like, well, you just sixty, you, seventy, eighty, one hundred and twenty dollars. You wish you had hoarded more back I do, in the day. I do. Do you think twenty years from now you're gonna be saying, "Ah, oh, man, I wish I would have hoarded more in 2023 when games were so cheap." <laughs> <laughs> Yikes, it's an investment not. that I plan to never cash in on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I think I paid about $15 back in, what, I don't know, 2003 or something, 2002 for this this old chestnut. Okay, And so... I think it stayed right about there. Okay. I think it's about 15 to $20. <laughs> yes, you're right. It's going for <laughs> $16 loose on the yeah. NES. $109 yeah. complete. Ooh, if you maybe got I'll, the box. Maybe I'll go after that. Maybe I maybe yeah. I need, maybe I need a complete copy oh, of Bubble Bobble okay. in my life. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting that it has that one has stayed pretty much even. Twenty twenty three goals. I'm just gonna become a complete in box bubble bobble collector. Yeah, well you could be like that guy Alder, who is Alder trying Alder to collect every copy of Sneak Thief, the Burger King game. <laughs> sneak oh sneaking? Thief. Oh Sneak King? Sneaking, yeah. Oh, sne- I thought it was Sneak. Sneak King, yeah. Sneak no. King. Sne- Why did I say Sneak Thief? I don't know. Sneak anyway, King. it's a Burger King game. This guy's trying to collect every copy. You could be that guy for blah, blah, blah. There's no way you could collect every copy. Of what? Of that sneaking game. Have you seen this guy? I've I've seen, yes, I've seen this guy. And uh, there, I'm pretty sure there are way too many copies of that. Yeah, I mean, they, they were just there. giving it out, right? This not guy has over 3,000 copies. Yeah, that's not even close to how many copies they would have. No, there's a picture printed. of him looking like I've seen this picture, uh, like a Viking, yeah, <laughs> sitting on a throne of Sneak King games. Look at this guy! <laughs> wow, just Google Sneak King collection. You know, the first yeah. thing that pops up is this crazy Viking guy sitting on a throne of Sneak King games. Some people collect Pokemon cards of the same Pokemon. Some people collect <laughs> like yeah. fast food restaurants. <laughs> Xbox well, this is why I'm wondering, when does the collection become hoarding? Like, when does it cross that line? 
I'm pretty sure there are clinical definitions that help clarify these when people seek help for something like, I own 3,000 copies yeah. of Sneaking. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he has a cat. <laughs> What's wrong with cats? No, I'm just saying, like, you know, the whole, the whole cat poop thing. Uh, oh, oh, I see. Yeah. So you're bringing that back? Yeah. Bringing that back. What it's was it, 2019? Oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. All right, Dan. All right, Dan. You uh, got I, trivia? I did have trivia. I decided to bust it out early because we were discussing the yeah. co-op nature of blah, blah, blah. So I don't have trivia anymore. Well, I got trivia for you, Jordan. Ooh. We got the voice of a generation segment. Okay, let's hear it. This is where we uh, poll our patrons uh, over at patreon.com slash worth or worthless yeah. for questions for Jordan. And I don't know what's coming. He doesn't know what's coming. So these are kind of rapid fire, quick topics just, just to hear what this madman has to say about certain things. Yeah. So we got, we got four, four questions for you today, Jordan. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. Tetris or Rampart? This one comes from Shanks. Tetris. Tetris? Yeah. Yeah. Tetris. You don't talk, you don't, you don't fawn about Tetris the same way you fawn about Rampart. this is the thing. Everybody knows how good Tetris is. The people don't know about Rampart. People don't know. <laughs> people don't know. You got to do <laughs> Rampart more is his Snow Brothers too. It's like nobody needs to tell you that Kadoba is the best burrito around. Everybody just knows that, you know. Right, whatever. Yeah, Chipotle's really not been. I just I can't. I, I love to hear it. It bums me out. But like, imagine if you. <sighs> I don't even want to talk about. It. We don't need to talk about food. But imagine yeah. like there was one really good location. That was just always did a fantastic job making their food. Yeah. Like the Taco Bell we used to work at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal best, Taco Bell. Best in the state. When I got hired, we were the number seven Taco Bell in the nation. And then when by the time I was there, we were the number one. No. Correlation. That never happened. Causation. Never happened. I'll let you decide. But there are people probably like, Taco Bell is awful. The food's never good. They always screwed up. Well, if I'm, you came to our Taco Bell, you get good food. I feel like that's the case why bro, I've been on this chipotle defense for years is i'll eat any taco bell any place in the country every day of the week i don't i don't give one <laughs> dirt about the reputation you try to tell me taco bell's not delicious no it you're is. lying it to is. yourself people. oh yeah but i'm saying i've been beating this chipotle drum based on one location that does a good job generally and even and, they've been slipping yeah so it's bad it's just not a good anyways burrito. anyways so retro librarian gamer followed up this tetris or rampart with halo or rampart uh, Halo. Halo? The, yeah. He just, he Guy, had a moment. He, no, <laughs> he had like I a little indigestion really, there for a second. I don't want people to get the wrong <laughs> message here. Rampart is a great game. Uh, yeah. It's just an underrated game. So I feel like I had to be a little bit hyperbolic to help people understand oh, how good okay. it is. Is it as good as Halo? No, it's not as good as Halo. Are you kidding me? There's not very many games out there that are as good as Halo. He is says it as good he's as being Tetris? No, of course not. Tetris is one of the greatest games of all time, people. Jordan, you say you're being hyperbolic. Run the people through my birthday presents from you for the last couple of years. Dan, <laughs> last year, I got Dan Rampart for the NES and Rampart for the Super Famicom. Regular Famicom. 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 Not Super Famicom. The family computer yeah. in Japan. This year, I got Dan... A copy of Rampart for Game Boy Advance. Complete in box. Complete in box. <laughs> Which was also, it was a duel. It was a two games on yeah. one cartridge. It also came with Gauntlet. Yeah. Which is a, a game because it has the funny line, Wizard needs food badly. Yeah. So that's a great That's why that's it's a, a game, because it has a funny line. 
And I just think that I might just keep getting Dan copies of Rampart until he has it on every port, like every version of it. Until one day a shipping crate shows up <laughs> with 3,000 copies of no, Rampart. On my porch. And it's the arcade version of Rampart that he has finally given me for my birthday. I would love For it. some reason. I would love that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But it's, right. a, it's a great game. It's not like it's not like the best game, you guys. It's no. a good game. It's just well, underrated. According to you, it's the best game. It's a really fun game. One of the best games we've played on the podcast. <laughs> According to you. Uh, Jordan, TH Spurs fan wants to know, who is your go-to fighter in Smash, and what's your favorite Smash Bros game? Uh, for the longest time, my go-to was Kirby. Almost yeah. exclusively Kirby. Yeah. And I've kind of branched out from that. Mostly, this is why. You finally figured out Ike is the best. No, I don't play Ike. This is the thing. <laughs> we like Ike. I pretty much exclusively play Smash in an eight-player setting with a lot of people. <laughs> Kirby gets wrecked. He's too light. He's going to go flying off the screen. So yeah. when I'm playing eight-player, I'm playing Bowser or somebody really? who hits hard. Okay. DDD, Bowser, Donkey Kong. Are they good? No. Going for the do heavies they, now. Do they hit hard? Yes. So you just kind of stand back. You let people fight in the middle. You stand on the side, and you just come in with that C-stick. Yeah, you're going to charge the C-stick up, and you're just going to crush people, and you're going to get so many kills. And then, if this is the best, am I good at Smash? No. But what will happen is (laughs) I'll probably die. I'll probably get second place because once it gets down to one-on-one, I'm going to lose. It's going to (laughs) happen. But we'll get to the final screen where the game's over. You pull up the thing, and it says how many kills everybody had, and I'm going to have like 15 kills, and I'm going to get to say what I say every time. Is anybody else playing? Is it just me? Am I the only one playing here? <laughs> and you get to talk trash because you're getting so many kills. So, yeah, one of the big beefy boys, usually Bowser. or Because in, Bowser, because he's got a similar thing to Kirby, where Kirby does, like, the you float up over everybody and you do the down B. Bowser yeah. can do that with his shell, and you just wreck people. Okay. So, yeah, that yeah. that's kind of my go-to right now. All right. What's your favorite Smash game? Favorite Smash game is the newest one, Ultimate, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, the last... The last uh, the one on uh, Wii U is good, too. Yeah. yeah. Sma- Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. There's not a bad Smash Bros. <laughs> game. Even Brawl. I, I like Brawl. I'm fine with Brawl. Uh, th- I don't think... Well, we won't go there yet. Maybe in the future of the podcast. But I don't necessarily agree that there's not a bad Smash Bros. game. There's not a bad Smash Bros. game. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just ignorant if you think there's a bad Smash Bros. You're like, oh, Melee was so fast. And then we went to Brawl and it was for casual. Yeah, it's a casual fighting game, you, don't like you tripping? dummies. I don't care about tripping. Who cares about tripping? It's just it's a fun the game. fighting game community. Yeah, go play. <laughs> hey, go play. Go play Street Fighter or something. Oh man, let whoa, us casuals whoa, have it. Whoa, whoa, what? Easy. You don't have to get hateful. I'm not. Wait, was that hateful? <laughs> Listen, let us let us no talent casuals have a game. Okay, you guys, you guys can have all the other ones. Uh, anyways, all right, Jordan, Retro Librarian Gamer asks. In honor of the passing of two childhood heroes, Kevin Conroy and Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger, uh, which franchise would you pick to revisit for the show? Batman or Power Rangers? Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman for the animated series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we had to go back to one of these franchises for the show, would you rather play like Power Rangers, the fighting edition, maybe, or Power Rangers, the movie? No, Super Nintendo playing, again. No, we're not playing any more. <laughs> this is the thing. We're not playing any more Power Rangers games. There actually, I did have a pretty good Game Boy Advance Power Rangers game that yeah. I found in the snow. There's some fun Power Rangers games. Yeah, I uh, we played so many Batman games, but there's probably also more good Batman games. 
There's a lot of bad Batman games. I, I want to play games that people actually care about. I don't know that there's any Power Rangers games left that people care about, so I'm going to go Batman. Okay. All right. I don't know if I agree with your logic there, but, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. If people are into Power Rangers, we already have more Power Rangers content than any other video game podcast out there. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've had, what, three episodes of Power Rangers? Is that not Wait, enough? Wait, no, no, we've done two. Two is plenty. We did the movie for Super Nintendo, and then we did the movie for Sega Genesis. And they're different games, because apparently, same name, different game. That's, a, I think, a YouTube series that some people do. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So Bat Batman. Bat. I think I would agree. I think there's a lot more Bat untapped Batman potential. Yeah. That we could get into. But to be honest, I don't want to play either. <laughs> Let's do something new. It's whatever, like man. that'd be like a little new. Play, it's a retro game. Want to go play Tony Hawk? Do... Want to go play Tony Hawk Four? It's like no, we've already played I three Tony do. Hawk games. Get out of here. Do. Go play it yourself. It, I would be honest. Tony Hawk Four. I just I would have put that up for an episode potentially if it wasn't such a commitment of time too much there's too much there too much there and it's like well we yeah, i don't know it's just a thing it's there a you thing. go all right well there you have thing. it is well, that all no no there's we got, more. We got one last question okay Jordan. all right all right shiffish right. asks duke nukem 64 or doom 64 i have uh <laughs> have i played yeah have i played those no i don't know <laughs> no probably doom Probably Doom, yeah. Probably Doom. Yeah. I think probably uh, Doom. Probably more appropriate. Yeah. Well, I think Duke Nukem sixty four. I don't. I I don't know if there's like a. So, there's a couple Duke Nukem games. I think one of them's like a weird third person one, and then I think one of them's like a port of like, whatever the main first person shooter. What's what's the Mutants in Manhattan? I think is a. a <laughs> Okay, anyway. Anyway. Doom it Doom is. Doom 64. <laughs> so there you go. There's a little uh, voice of narration. If you want to hear more, like we've had two AMAs now for the Patreon subscribers. Yeah. The second one's going to come out soon. Or people, yeah. Me and Dan both answer lots of questions people ask. If you're like, I want to ask questions, you can join us on Patreon. You can check out those two AMAs. And uh, yeah. For just $2 a month, you get early access to this show and you get extended segments. Um, on this episode of the podcast for our patrons, we're talking about our game of the year 2022 and some other stuff. Uh, we we kind of compare stuff to how it ranks in, against uh, other podcast games. What are some modern games that are, are like Bubble games? Bobble yeah. that you could play if you want to play that kind of experience but not go back to 1986? Yeah. It's so. a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But before... We get to our Patreon segments, Jordan. We have another uh, another new segment that we're rolling out, the, the monthly quest. This is sort of like taking the place of the old bounty where oh, yeah. we, we propose a monthly question to our community, specifically to respond to on Discord, and uh, we, we have a little, we have a little, another interesting discussion. Okay, what's this month? This month we asked, if you could make an officially licensed sequel to any retro game, what would it be? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No, I know. I already have it. You have it? Yeah. You have it? It was going to be Rampart. It's gonna, I, mean, I knew it. I knew it. I want a modern version of Rampart that takes, like, you know, the fine-tuned uh, Tetris that we've yeah. gotten over the last and few years. And put some roguelike elements into it. Some roguelike elements, but you also just, like, take the advantage of the last 30 years of tower uh, yeah. defense games. Like, you know, this kind of was, like, a very early... Yeah, tower yeah. defense game, maybe the earliest tower defense game, and kind of taking all of the stuff that the genre has added over the years. Yeah, you could put like some Minecraft elements in there where you actually have to no, go out and no, farm no, bricks. Nope, nope, nope. You no, could no, have like no, a I'm town. Out, I'm out. I'm out. You, I'm out. You could manage a town. It could be a whole simulator. No, I don't want that. 
Why don't you want that? I don't want that. that. No, I just want it to be. You still want it to be Tetris and tower defense no, as the Rampart, basics. Rampart needs to be. It needs to evolve. It needs to become uh, more like a tycoon game. I want Rampart Where you're DX. Defen- <laughs> <laughs> just give me the deluxe version. He wants the you Game Boy Color port cannons. of Rampart. You can update your cannons and all that stuff. You can get fancy ones. <laughs> You're not being attacked by pirate ships. You're being attacked by, you know, you st- oh, you start with pirate ships and then you get up to, and then it's like World War II kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden there's aliens. Oh, um, aliens? Like, yeah, it's progressing. It's, civ. it's, it's civilization. It's progressing, yeah. <laughs> I want that. That's why we never got Rampart is because we have Civ, Jordan, and it's a no, better franchise. It's not the same. Okay. Well, what about you? What about me? I'll, I'll let you chew on that. I'm going to see. I'm going to read okay. some of the community responses to this, Jordan, and I'll see if you can come up with what you really think. I didn't think too hard about this until right before the episode. Okay. So you may not be able to peg me on this. But you want to get Dan's answer. You're going to have to come on Discord. Think you about can't... it. No, I'm going to tell you. Oh. But I'm going to run through some, some community responses first. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. We're going to have a discussion, Jordan. We bring the people and we discuss what they think. Gotcha. We discuss. Like Adamus Prime said he would like a Bionic Commando sequel, officially. Like the NES style. And he's like, maybe add jumping. (laughs) Jumping, yeah. That'd be good. Also mentioned Wario Land 5, which I would love Wario Land 5. Yeah. I don't think I've played uh, three or four. I only played the first one, but yeah. it was it was great. I loved. So we need I had, to cover that game on this we podcast. We do. We do. I was. I have it on my 3ds, like the GB, uh, whatever classic, whatever they call it, eShop thing. And one of the things that I love doing on that was when you have like the little bucket dumping game or whatever. Yeah. Just make a save state right before you dump the buckets. Oh, that's and you just cheat, cheat and then you get all the money. That's cheating. I haven't gotten. I haven't finished it, so I don't know how big my castle is. But it's going to be really big when I finish. Whenever I get back to the 3D port. I remember earlier when he was complaining about people cheating and now he's cheating. What are you talking about? Uh, Jordan. Uh, TA Spurs fan says, Dungeons and Dragons Shadow over Mistara. He, uh, that's a beat em up. Yeah, no, I've played some of those. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah. We almost, for the next episode, for this episode, actually, uh, Tower of Doom was on the poll for Patreon, which, again, if you subscribe on Patreon, you get to uh, vote on the polls for the games that we cover on this podcast. He would like like more character classes and like uh, Streets of Rage 4 or Shredder's Revenge. Like that would be a cool like modern fantasy beat em up. I would be totally on board for that. Yeah. Add, uh, some, add some of that RPG element to yeah. the beat em up. A little bit of like more like a deep castle crashers maybe? Yeah. yeah that'd be cool. That would that'd be, be cool. cool. I like that. I like that. Rock and Roll Racing comes from uh, SNES's life, which is a video game I think that has a good soundtrack and it's racing. Yeah, rock and roll racing. Rock and roll racing. He was saying uh, audio and graphics, uh, like Motorstorm, implement the we- weapon system from like Motorstorm. I've never, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I have no I don't clue. Know. Sounds cool. Motorstorm. At a, a licensed soundtrack. Rock and roll, Good. Motorstorm. Cool. Very cool. Yep, yep. We got Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. That's another one we, we got to get to on this podcast. That's really. just Blitz. Just make Blitz. Yeah, yeah. I believe Better With Horns. Uh, pointed that one out, but yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl. Um, b- you didn't like playing me in that game. Yeah, we need we need what is happening to the arcade sports genre, Jordan? Why is it being left behind? Uh, it's very expensive to license. <laughs> but no, you make a good like you make just an unlicensed. No, that's fine. No one wants that. That's fine. I want that. I want that. Uh, Jordan Shanks says Symphony of the Night 2. All right. 
<laughs> it makes me sad you haven't played Symphony of the Night. I would like Symphony of the Night too. He says he plays Alucard once again, bring back all the things that made the original a masterpiece and a few new surprises. Um, I thought Symphony of the Night was a sequel to Wii Music. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, no. Oh, okay. No. I maybe that's guys. Symph- he's maybe, probably gonna hate Symphony maybe of the Night. That's Symphony of the Night. That's Day. gonna be heartbreaking. Wait, why would I hate it? Isn't it just Castlevania? I liked all the Castlevania games we played. Yeah, so far. but it's like Super Metroid Castlevania. I like Super you're Metroid. Probably gonna hate it because you should love it. I liked Super Metroid. I liked Metroid Fusion or whatever the heck we yeah. played. Why do you? I, whatever, man. I know you. Do they add a whole bunch of like random encounters and skill trees and crap into it? <laughs> He's Good not systems. saying no. He's not saying no. <laughs> uh, and Jordan Chairshot brings up uh, Dark Cloud Three. Yeah, Dark Cloud. That you was, know about uh, Dark Cloud? We I talked. I had a whole chat with him on the Discord about Dark Cloud. I got really? it the PS2 game, for, like at some garage sale or something. Yeah. I don't know. I played a lot of Dark Cloud. I got to like the second. So you're building uh, a village, and you, then you go into this cave, and you're doing this. You're going down there, and you're fighting monsters. Then you bring the stuff back up, and you use it to build your village. And then you move to another village. And then what? I got to the second village, and I was like, "This is too grindy. Like, I don't want to keep going and killing yeah. bad guys to build my village." So I, I didn't. Okay. I, I enjoyed what I played, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is a franchise people like. People talk positively about Dark Cloud. So maybe chair shots, right? All right. Do you did you figure out what retro officially licensed retro game sequel I would make? No. Yeah. Do you have just just one guess, right? Sh- sh- Ninja Turtles. It's Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. No, it's not Ninja Turtles. It's not Mega Man Twelve. Jordan. NHL hits. NHL hits. NHL hits. Yeah, that'd be Where great. Where's it at? I would love that. But you can. So w- when they lost the NFL license for yeah. Blitz, they made Blitz the league, and it was just like a bunch of fake teams, and they made like a cool story mode. I would love that. Just give me like an infinitely replayable. Um, Hockey game? Hits game where I don't have to worry about rosters or, you know, you could do the whole, yeah, you could do the Fire Pro wrestling thing where it's just completely customizable, make your own league. But think about it. Add roguelike elements. They would ruin it. They would do what every sports game has now where you got to like pay to unlock a booster pack. It's like, oh, you got a yeah. guy with these stats. There'd be loot boxes. Yeah. You get some new gloves. You get classic jerseys that aren't real jerseys, but they look like they're real jerseys. That's what I'm saying. Oh. They would They would ruin it. Oh, they EA, take it. my money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They want to foster a sense of accomplishment. Shout out to NHL Hits. Shout out to NHL Hits, which is uh, a, a very highly ranked <laughs> in my before and uh, before and after Patreon uh, podcast list. So, Jordan, next month, yeah, you know we're going to we're going to be well, you know what you know what the community corner is going to be. I don't know for January Arcade Have we even said it's January Arcade It is. Yeah. So we got a little arcade thing. Jordan, you're down to your last 50 cents at the arcade. Where are you going? Hop on Discord. Let us know. I'm not asking you now. I know. I love that. I'm asking you in a month. Is this 50 cents like back in the day when that got you two plays? Or is that 50 cents now where you can only play half of a game with 50 cents? You can't pay half of a game with 50. (sighs) If it was modern day, it would be you're down to your last three bucks. Yeah. $6. Basically, you got one more play left. What are you playing? (laughs) We went to uh, an arcade for for my birthday. We did, and like some of the games were like six dollars. But to, they trick play you. Ones. They don't say dollars. It's like this is forty credits. Forty credits. Like, What's well, yeah. a credit? Well, yeah. it's one seventeenth of yeah. a dollar. One credit is fifty cents. This game is six credits. Like, what do you got? Like this game's twelve credits. It's like oh. We had a Groupon, so it wasn't so bad. Yeah, yeah. It but was good. It was I fun. can't imagine going there and paying the actual prices. Yeah. So let us know. Hop on Discord. Uh, join us on Discord. You can find the link in, in the, the description of this podcast. Yeah. Um, we haven't plugged that in a while. No, join, join us on Discord. Discord. Come hang out. It's fun. 
lots of good people on there. Talk about retro games. Talk about your life. Tell me what you got for Christmas. Show me your Christmas decorations. Christmas, Christmas. Ask me about my wish list. Have I been a good boy? That's none of your business. Talk about Jordan, and he'll never know, even though we're talking about him right there. I'm, I'm there like he'll never know. A few times a week. Yep, yep, yep. And Jordan, final announcement is uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is the next episode. It was supposed to be this episode, yeah. but, we, but it got pushed back so we could play it more. It's just been kind of a crazy few weeks, so we got more. We got more Final Final Fantasy Tactics. That's a video game that a lot of people like. I I keep going back and forth between loving it and game? hating it. Really? That's more positive than your initial first impressions. Loving it might be too yeah. strong enjoying it and really not enjoying it so it just <laughs> depends I'm, I'm interested to see where i end up on it if it's gonna swing back towards enjoying it yeah yeah but uh yeah so that'll be sometime soon hopefully we december kind of got delayed so hopefully maybe we'll get a couple episodes out closer together but yeah but we'll, we'll do our best see. but all right everyone thank you so much for listening and we will uh see you in a few weeks see ya bye Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left us a rating or review wherever you're listening and if you shared the show with other retro gaming fans in your life. If you're looking for more retro gaming content, check out worthitorworthless.com where you can find things like reviews, guides, game recommendations, and of course, all of our relevant links. I hope you have a great day. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks.